Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name's Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. Adam, why aren't you praying? Because I need to ask you a question. Okay, well, what's the question? The question is this. What does it mean in Ephesians 6.18 to pray at all times in the Spirit? Which is why I said the silly thing. Why aren't you praying? It says in 1 Thess 5.17 that you should pray without ceasing. And so let's just agree, whatever those two things mean, right? To pray at all times in the Spirit or to pray without ceasing, it doesn't mean that you have to constantly be on your knees by your bed or in your prayer closet in the activity of prayer. But there is, <laughs> thank goodness, well, we've got a lot of real truth yeah. real quicks to give we've an wasted account. wasted a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I hope that people that are listening right now to us on this episode have an attitude of prayer. That they're, they're just saying, Lord, I want to learn more. I want the meditations of my heart and I want the words of my mouth you know, to be acceptable in your sight. I want to learn here. I want to be noble-minded, as the Brians were, to see if the things that these guys are saying is consistent with Scripture, right? I'm going to guard my heart, for from it flow the wellsprings of life. All those ideas are prayerful living. And, um, you know, Jesus tells us that uh, we should abide in him. The word abide means to dwell or to remain. I think this is really the idea that Paul has going on here. And then I'll tell you what, most folks who read this don't make the mistake of thinking when they read, they go, oh my gosh, I should be reading my Bible. I should be praying right now in the spirit, right? Um, but what they do do is sometimes they think that this is a place to go that would make them go, gosh, I need to learn how to pray in the spirit. And it confuses them. Sometimes they even think when you pray in the spirit, you might be maybe, and then they confuse another cross-reference, which would be like maybe praying in a spiritual way, maybe like spirit beings. Maybe I should pray with the tongues of angels. Yeah. Right? What's the tongues of angels? Well, we've done some real truth real quicks on what uh, the gift of tongues is. Uh, we've done some on prayer language, uh, what it is, what it isn't, what it never was. And I, I, I would think that maybe if somebody is here listening to this and they're confused about that, they really ought to listen. Just go to the little search bar and type in uh, the gift of tongues or um, uh, prayer language and, and yeah. they'll get some, some episodes that are there that are going to really be helpful. Okay, because that's not at all what Paul is talking about in Ephesians 6, 18. What he's saying is, is that we need to be individuals. Um, kind of a good cross-reference, I think, would be Psalm 1, where we don't want to walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the path of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers, but um, we want to delight ourselves in the law of the Lord, right? And on that law, meditate day and night. When you are thinking about Scripture or when you're living uh, in a way that is your effort to apply Scripture, then you are, in a sense, praying at all times in the Spirit. Right? This section in Ephesians 6 comes right after um, Paul's telling us to put on the armor of God. And so he tells us to do certain things. You know, he tells us to um, you know, uh, stand firm in the gospel, to put on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, to hold up the shield of faith, to yield the sword of the spirit. And, and those are all illustrative ways of talking about how we can resist the temptations and attacks and lies of the devil. And now what he's gonna do to kind of put, you know, um, a little exclamation point at the end of it, he's saying, hey man, just make sure that this book of the law does not depart from your mouth yeah. so that you might be careful to do according to all that is written in it. You want to remain with Jesus, right? Um, be filled with the Spirit, which is, again, we've done an episode on that. What's it mean? It means being continually controlled by, to do prayerful living, 
right? So in Colossians 4.2, where Paul says, devote yourself to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, that, that's a good cross-reference there. Yeah. You want to be continually alert. You have an enemy, like as, like as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so if you're not alert, standing firm in the faith, you're probably going to wander away and lean on your own understanding instead of trusting in the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. What it means to pray at all times in the Spirit is basically to be a person that is going to um, not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. So Bible reading is an important part of that. Having friends that will encourage you is a huge part of that. Uh, but just never really having a moment where you check out. You don't do your quiet time and then run off and serve him. That's helpful. Right? You want to be a person that just says, okay, Jesus, as I live throughout my day, let me live as a person who is daily denying himself or moment by moment denying himself, carrying the cross of submission to you and seeking to honor you. So some of the churches that may take this verse and go, all right, so one of the ministries we're going to have is we're going to always have somebody praying 24-7. Yeah. They'll maybe have some time slots and people would fill up yeah. and, and they always just try to be praying. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I would just say that uh, in, in those senses, man, I'm, first of all, it's great that there's always people in the activity of prayer. Yeah. But what I would say is I'm much more concerned about people who walk on their feet prayerfully than people who spend time on their knees in prayer. Mm. Those two don't have to be mutually exclusive. But if all you do is go, hey, somebody else is praying right now, so I'm just going to kind of live without... Um, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, that's a problem. Yeah. So I'm glad you might be a part of a church where they're disciplined and almost in a way that I, I don't want to say it superstitiously, we have 24-7 prayer. What I would say is that for you, God wants you to sleep sometimes. Hmm. So you won't be praying while you're sleeping. That's a sign of faith, right? That you want to live wisely in the Spirit means sometimes you're going to go to bed. And trusting that it's God who never sleeps. And when you wake up, your first thought should be, you're my king, you're my Lord, how can I live for you? Uh, yeah, you don't need to pray 24-7 through activity, and you certainly don't even need to be a part of a body that does. But when you're awake, your church, whenever they're awake, uh, ought to live a devoted life, keeping alert with an attitude of thanksgiving that God loves me, cares for me, and his way is the way of life. Great answer, Todd. Thank you so much. Be sure to click on the show notes for references to other episodes that he talked about, as well as some other helpful resources. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next time.